Good morning, Radio Land, and I praise God that everyone is doing well under the sound of my voice. I pray that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Father, I ask you right now that you will touch each and every heart, every mind, O oh God, that's under the sound of my voice, O oh God, so that they can hear, receive, understand, and apply this word to their lives. I give you praise, O oh God, in the name of Jesus for this opportunity to speak into the lives of my sisters and brothers and even those that don't know you at this present time. I thank you today, O oh God, that as I decrease, that you will increase in me. O oh God, empower your people to listen, O oh God, let them listen with a heart to make a change in their lives. And I give you all the praise and all the glory. Hallelujah. Have your way in this message, O oh God, and let the people hear your voice, Father. And I thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. And people of God, I want to remind you that we're having a healing service, healing and deliverance service on March the 19th at 3 p.m. That's a Sunday afternoon. And this is going to be taking place at our location at 3901 West Adams Boulevard. And if any of you that are in other in, in, in other parts of the world right now that you're hearing me, if you're in the area, you are welcome to come. Whatever is ailing you in the form of sickness or, or oppression or depression, come on and let the Holy Ghost touch you. Any kind of demonic oppression, come on and be delivered and set free. Bible says in uh, uh, Isaiah chapter... 61, that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me and he has anointed me to preach to the poor, but to set the captives free. And today I just want to encourage you to be set free and come on in and allow the Holy Spirit to meet you right where you are. Come with great expectation and you won't be disappointed. That's a promise that I can tell you. God will meet you and he is going to deliver you and heal you and set you free. Glory be to God. And so for those of you that heard my message last week, and um, just so you know, any of these messages that you would like to order, you're welcome to order them. This is a series this whole month. I will be ministering on the Holy Spirit and the importance of having the Holy Spirit in your life. Amen. And so you can send for these messages. They are $7 on a CD and we will send them to you. But you got to send $8 because $1 is for postage. Amen. And we just want to bless you with this. And this is something that you want to have in your own library at home. Every Christian you should have some messages about the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. And so today, this is part two of the importance of the Holy Spirit. And we want to talk today about who is the Holy Spirit and what does he do in our lives? Well, first of all, we want to remember in my last message, I just want to recap that Jesus had to be born in order for us to receive the Holy Spirit. How do I know this? It, he had to be born and he had to die and he had to be risen from the dead. According to Luke chapter 24 and verse 49, this was after he was risen from the dead. The Bible said, this is Jesus talking. He says, behold, I send the promise of my father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem or wait in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with the power from on high. Let me share something with you. The apostles had been saved. They were saved, but Jesus had given them a work to do. Just like we, the, we, we the believers, we are saved. Some of us are sanctified, but many of us are not filled with the Holy Ghost. And the reason why you've been trying to do ministry, but you don't have any, any passion or any, any, any desire to do it is because you don't have the power from on high. I mentioned several times before, according to John chapter 15 and verse 5, Jesus says, I am divine and you 
are the branches. Without me, you can't do nothing. Without the power from on high, even though these apostles has been around Jesus for three and a half years, they would still not have been able to do anything. The reason why they were able to turn the world upside down is because they were endued with power from on high. Every believer should be endued with the power from on high. What am I saying? When you are born again, you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in tongue. Glory be to God. Now, don't misunderstand me and don't feel like I'm negating. I'm not saying that you... If you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, you're not going to heaven. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that if you want to do ministry, if you want to serve God, if you want to live a passionate Christian life, if you want to love God like you've never seen it before, if you want to serve God, people, you need to have the Holy Ghost in you. You need to be filled with the dunamis power. Glory be to God. So the Holy Spirit, let's let me let's let's talk about who He is now. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead. Equal in power. I repeat myself. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead and he is equal in power. He is the third person. He is fully God, eternally omniscient and omnipresent. He is a person who is alive, has his own will and can speak. But who really, but who really is he? For me, I discovered that he is far more than I ever realized or imagined. It all started when I began to make a list of who he is. And the list was so long and so large, I couldn't even finish. When I start talking about even we're going to get into later on and the names of the Holy Spirit and different things. So I want you to make sure that you listen to all of these messages. So remember, the Holy Spirit is the comforter, which means that he is the counselor, the helper, the advocate, the intercessor, the strengthener, the standby. He also inspires us to become creative. The Holy Spirit is the one that gives you this creative idea. Glory be to God. And he is God dwelling in us. All his authority, power, comfort, help are here for us if we choose to receive it. You see, It's like someone giving you a blank check. They gave you a check for $100 million, but you never cashed the check, so you don't know whether the check is good or not. Well, that's who the Holy Spirit is like that. God gave us. He went back. Jesus went back to heaven. Glory be to God. Mm, I feel the presence already. When Jesus went back to heaven... He left them with the power that exudes your power from on high. Again, they would have never been able to carry out the work that he gave them to do unless they were filled with that Holy Ghost power. Amen. Glory be to God. So what am I saying? I'm saying the Holy Spirit is the one, you know, all we got to do is ask for the Holy Spirit. I remember 25 plus years ago when I was bringing so many people to the Lord and and helping them to accept Jesus Christ and showing them the way to Jesus Christ and my friend said to me she said are you being are they being filled with the holy ghost and i said oh i didn't remember i said i didn't know but guess what i said thank you for reminding me and then i started after i would pray with them i would ask them would you like to receive the holy ghost and they would say yes and they would get filled with the holy spirit after i prayed and over them and lay hands on them i want to tell you something my sister my brother if you are not filled with the holy ghost you will never be able to empower others you will never be able to to do the work that god has called you you will live a dull christian life remember these words you run into a christian that has no passion 
they have no passion because they have no fire. They have no fire because the Holy Spirit, they have not been baptized in the power of the Holy Ghost. You see, there's three baptisms. We baptize in the death of Jesus Christ. We baptize in water baptism, and then we baptize in the Holy Spirit. Glory be to God. With the evidence, we get dunked into the fire. Remember John said, I baptize you with water, but there's one among you that you do not know. He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. You need the Holy Spirit in order to live a sound, solid Christian life. You and I, we all need the Holy Spirit. Do not, do not negate the Holy Spirit. Believe me, the Holy Spirit is the enabler who makes it possible for the saint to live daily for Christ. The filling, the infilling of the Spirit means a full surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ. Our experience upward in life of Christ is in direct proportion to our experience downward in ceasing from depending on self. So what am I saying? I'm saying that we got to stop depending on how much we pray and how much we sing and how much we read. No, we got to depend on the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 to trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. Acknowledge the Spirit of the living God who is walking by you, but you don't remember that He's there. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. You got to talk to the Spirit of God sometimes. You got to talk to him all the time. Amen. So, Holy Spirit is also called the paraclete or Holy Ghost. In Christian belief, the third person of the Trinity. Numerous outpouring of the Holy Spirit are mentioned in the book of Acts of the Apostles, in which healing, prophecy, casting out of demons, and speaking in tongues. Amen. All of this is mentioned in the book of Acts, and we're going to mention that one day. And this is particularly associated with the activity of the Holy Spirit. In picture, the Holy Spirit is commonly represented as a dove. But he's not a dove. He is the third person of the Godhead. Again, the Holy Spirit is a person. Being a person, the Holy Spirit has feelings. Amen. He can become sad or angry. And others can insult him and blaspheme, blaspheme him against him. According to Isaiah chapter 63 and verse 10. And I need you to go with me to Isaiah chapter 63 and verse 10. Look what the Bible says. 63 and verse 10 says. But they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. So he turned himself against them as an enemy. And he fought against them. When you blaspheme the Holy Spirit. When you turn your back on the Holy Spirit, he will, he will be grieved. Amen. Because he has feelings. Amen. Hallelujah. And so then we see here also in, 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 uh, uh, let me look at this in, um, let me make sure that I'm getting this correctly. I want to make sure that you leave with something when I'm done in the book of, um, um, let's see in, in, in Matthew chapter 12. Let's look at that. And, uh, Matthew, let's look at this and what it says here. It says, you got to look at this. Um, it says, um, it says, therefore, I say to you, every sin and blaspheme will be forgiven. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 31. 
blaspheme will be forgiven men, but the blaspheme against the spirit of will not be forgiven. So we can blaspheme. How do you blaspheme against the Holy Spirit? Many people have wondered about that. Well, when you reject him, when you reject him constantly, you are literally blasphemer. When you see God do a work in somebody's life and it's the spirit of the living God that does the work. And then you say that's not of God and you like what the, the Pharisees and them were talking, telling Jesus, they were blaspheming the Holy Spirit. Amen. And we got to be, we got to be careful that we don't do that. We don't want to do that. Amen. Hallelujah. So then I want to look also at um, Acts uh, chapter 7 and verse 51. Let's look at that very quickly. The, the book of Acts chapter 7 and verse 51. Glory be to God. Acts chapter 7 and verse 51. Look what the Bible says. It says, it says, <clears throat> look at this. When they were stoning, um, 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 when they were stoning um, Philip, he said, Acts chapter 7 and verse 51, it says, 51. You stiff neck, you uncircumcised in your heart and, he, uh, and ears. You always resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers did. So do you. So he was telling them how what they were doing was uh, they were coming up against the Holy Spirit because he was telling them what was going on and they did not want to hear. They did not care. They were just they were just turned. And so he told them about their stiff neck. Amen. And so we see here and then yet they replied and grieve his Holy Spirit. He so he turned and became their enemy. That's according to Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 29. And he himself fought against them. So we see here. Here are some some sins that believers commit against the Holy Spirit. I want you to, because I, I need to bring this to you because a lot of you are, are committing sins against the Holy Spirit and you don't even realize it. You might say, well, well, I'm not doing this and that, but look, foul and abusive language. That's, 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 um, that's in, that's the, what you call it. That's, that's where the Holy Spirit is coming against the whole. Uh, that's where believers are are con they're grieving the Holy Spirit. In other words, don't use foul or abusive language. The word used here speak of something that has gone rotten. This includes obscene language, profanity, dirty, dirty stories, dirty jokes, and vulgar vul vul vulgarity. When you, as a believer, listen to me. Do these kinds of things. You know, when, when you as a believer allow these things to be in your ear, you are grieving the Holy Spirit. Glory be to God. Amen. And so we got to be sure to understand that the Holy Spirit can fall into his same unpredictable categories of God personhood. What am I saying? We regulate him to an annual Pentecost sermon. But guess what? He is a whole lot more than that. He is, we're going to talk about that later on in one of my messages. But what I want to make sure that we understand here, the Holy Spirit, you can grieve him. You can, you know, you know, I always tell people he taps you on the shoulder and he taps you and he taps you and he tries to have a relationship with you. And when you do not respond, he goes to another person. Amen. So, and then we always focus on because the word trinity is not in the bible some of us downplay the role of the holy spirit or some of us downplay the person of the holy spirit well we can't do that you see our eternal deposit and the early church 
And I'm going to tell you something. That's what a lot of people do. You got a lot of people right now in this time and this age that are downplaying the Holy Ghost. Even on this radio station right now, I've heard people say, well, we don't really need the Holy Spirit. Yes, we do. Every believer needs the power of the Holy Ghost. Glory be to God. Just because you were created with the gift of teaching, according to Romans chapter 12 and verse 6 through 8, it doesn't mean that you don't need the Holy Ghost. Glory be to God. What am I saying? If you understand that the power of the Holy Ghost is necessary in the believer's life, you would be wishing and hoping and asking God to fill you with his Holy Spirit. Amen. For these last 25 plus years, I have had the Holy Spirit influence in my life, and I believe God better than I ever imagine now. I wouldn't trade the mystery and irregularity for anything. You never know what what and where the Holy Spirit will de what will deposit in you or where he will send you. What am I saying? We got to understand that sometimes we want to go right and the Holy Spirit knows that that's not good for you. So he wants you to go left. And I'm going to show you a passage of scripture where that where I can tell you that's true. So we, we got to be open. We got to be chained. We got to be charged. We got to be ready for change because God knows what's best for you and I. Amen. Hallelujah. So what am I saying? Look at this. Listen to this very carefully. According to the book of Acts chapter 6, 16 and verse 6, it says, um, Paul, Paul wanted to go to Asia to preach the gospel. It was said that the Spirit blocked him from doing so. This didn't mean Paul wasn't following the Spirit, but the Spirit was trying to make Paul to go where he wanted him to go, and I and not where Paul wanted to go. There are times when, because we don't know all things, the Holy Spirit knows all things. He even knows what God needs to hear. And that's why it says in the book of Romans 8 and verse 26, when you don't know what to pray, pray in the Holy Ghost. But if you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, then how can you pray in the Holy Ghost? The reason why some ministries, are, are, are many churches are, are, are lacking the, the presence of God is because there's no Holy Spirit in there. They are just using their own in Ingenuity to preach the gospel. They are using the, 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 the God who created them with a gift of teaching. And so they don't feel like they need the Holy Ghost. But oh my brother, my sister, you need the Holy Ghost. Trust me when I tell you. I know what I'm talking about. Glory be to God. Amen. Hmm. Watch this. Let me just read all of that for you. So you can get it a little bit deeper in understanding. According to Acts chapter 16 and verse 6. I want you to hear, see it from the Bible. Not just from my mouth. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory be to God. Acts chapter 16 and verse 6. It says. Now when they had gone through Perga. <coughs> excuse me. And the region of Galatia. They were forbidden. Listen. They were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. And they had come to Messiah, they tried to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit of God did not permit them. In other words, what God was saying, glory be to God, God was saying, the Holy Spirit was saying, look, I don't want you to go there as yet. I have other things that's more important, and that's what I'm trying to say. But if you are not filled with the Holy Ghost, you would not know these things because he would be talking to you, but you would not be able to understand. You would not be able to communicate with him. Amen. Glory be to God. Here are seven attributes of the Holy Spirit. He is the Spirit of Jehovah or Jehovah God. 
He is the spirit of wisdom. He is the spirit of understanding. He is the spirit of reasoning. He is the spirit of might. He is the spirit of knowledge. He is the spirit of the fear of the Lord. You see, what is the fear of the Lord? And if you don't have any reverence for God, you do not have the Holy Spirit. The spirit of God will cause you to have reverence for God. That's what it says. The spirit of the fear of the Lord. But it don't mean to be afraid of God. It means to be reverencing to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Now here is one. How does we? How does one know that one has the Holy Spirit? How do you know if you have the Holy Spirit? Well, one sign that you have received the Holy Spirit is the presence of the fruit of the Spirit. You see, when you walk in, when you have the Holy Ghost, you will be operating in the fruit of the Spirit, which is which. And what is the fruit of the Spirit? Is love, joy, peace, long suffering. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If you don't have these nine gifts, you don't have the Holy Ghost. You are not filled with the Holy Ghost. And I know there's a lot of Christians out here that say they speak in tongues, but yet they're evil and mean. They don't have any love for the other sisters and brothers. They have no self-control. They have a, a, a life like a broken down city without wall. That means that you do not have the Holy Ghost. You might be praying in tongues, but it ain't the tongues of God. So you got to check yourself. Glory be to God. As I close this message today, I want want to encourage you that you need to make sure that you tune in every week so you can get this segment of messages and maybe you can send for all of these messages that because I know it's going to bless you. I don't know if you've ever seen this, but sometimes you'll read the Bible and then you'll go back and read the same passage two or three days in a row, and then you're going to begin to understand. You might hear me today, but some of it may not make sense. But when you have the message and you can play it at home and take your time and listen to it, glory be to God, you will understand what is being said. Hallelujah. So what are some signs of the Holy Spirit? This represents, this represents the Holy Spirit transforming our inner life. What am I saying? There are these three signs that represent the Holy Spirit. Fire, wind, and language. Fire, this represents the Holy Spirit transforming your life and my inner life. The inside, you got to understand that God works from the inside out. Hallelujah. So there's a lot of people that have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, but because they have never been filled with the Holy Spirit, they are stuck. In their Christianity, they have no passion. They have no desire to serve God. They have nobody to help them, to remind them to read the Bible. They don't want to lift up their hands when they're praising God. They go to church and it's like they're dumb, dumb. And you know, it's, it's the Holy Spirit that ignites us. The Holy Spirit gives us the power. He's the one that brings us that dunamis power. He's the one that fire you up so that you can do the things that pleases God. And then the wind. Wind represents the Holy Spirit transforming the relationship among humans in their communities. I'm telling you right now, the reason why some of you can't bring nobody to church is because you say you're saved, but guess what? The neighbors are looking at you every day and they're wondering, is that person really saved? So we got to see here. And then language. Language. This represents the Holy Spirit transforming the relationship between humans which means this, how you treat your brother and your sister is what's going to 
cause them to want to come and give their life to Jesus Christ. Don't tell me you have the Holy Ghost and you have no self-control. Don't tell me you have the Holy Ghost and you have no love. Don't tell me you have the Holy Ghost and you have no patience. Don't tell me that you say you have the Holy Ghost. Glory be to God. Ah, ribo shata. Ah, but you are so quick to get angry. You don't have any faithfulness. You don't do anything good. You don't operate in peace. You don't have no joy in your life. No, you don't have the Holy Ghost. You need the Holy Ghost because he's the one that helps you to operate in the nine gifts that the Holy Spirit gives to the believer. Amen. So, Christian writers have, be, have seen in various reference to the Holy Spirit of Yahweh in the Hebrew scriptures an anticipation of the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. The Hebrew word ruah, usually translated spirit, is often found in texts referring to the free and unhindered activity of God the third person, either in creating or revitalizing creation, especially in connection with the prophetic word or messianic expectation. My God, I know I said a whole lot right there, but guess what? If Jesus was not, did not come to earth, if he was not born of a virgin, if he did not live here and show us how to live, if he did not go to the cross, glory be to God, and lay down his life, if he was not risen from the dead, hallelujah, glory be to God, if he did not do all of those things, we would have never gotten the Holy Ghost, glory be to God. We would never, he had to come, that's why Joel said, afterwards I will send the promise of the Father. Afterwards, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. So what am I saying to you? I'm saying to you today, like I said, the Eastern and the Western churches have since viewed the Holy Spirit as the bond of the fellowship or, or mutual charity between Father and Son. They are absolutely united in the Spirit. What am I saying? The relationship of the Holy Spirit to the other persons persons of the Trinity has been described in the West as proceeding from both the Father and the Son, whereas in the East it has been held that the procession is from the Father through the Son. I agree with that. It is The Holy Spirit is from the Father through the Son, who is Jesus Christ. The only prerequisite for you to receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit is that you must be born again. Do you know the Holy Spirit? Have you ever accepted Him? Glory be to God. Amen. I'll leave him today. God bless you. Amen.